Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira. And much more. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Welcome to another episode of the Coronavirus Diaries, um, a daily Islamic perspectives and reminders in this time when we are stuck at home because of the global pandemic, which we know as the coronavirus. Uh, with me today again is... Dr. Abdul Wahid. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Dr. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and brothers and sisters. Good to see you all, or good for you to see us, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. How are you today? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Can't complain. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Allah keep us like this. Brothers and sisters, the first uh, uh, request is that you go and share this, uh, inshallah ta'ala, with your with everybody that you know uh inshallah your brothers sisters cousins um you know everybody that inshallah you please share this with them so that they can also benefit we'd love to hear your thoughts your questions your comments um on this topic that we have today um as usual at the beginning we remind ourselves um with the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the advice, the words, the dua of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One of those duas that he taught us to say in this days, in this age, in these times, uh, is something that we play to start the show with. Uh, inshallah, here it is. Bismillah al-Ladhi la yadurru ma'a ismihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fil samai wa huwa al-sami'u al-alim Bismillah al-Ladhi la yadurru ma'a ismihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fil samai wa huwa al-sami'u al-alim Alhamdulillah, thank you very much for joining us. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your questions, your comments. Uh, please post them below so that, inshallah, after the topic itself, we will be able to want to hear from you, uh, your, your own thoughts. You, you're sitting at home, you're sitting wherever you are in the world, you have concerns and thoughts. What does our deen say? What is the advice from Allah? What is the advice from the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? So... So we played the opener, but our topic today is how people are dying alone. Um, Dr. Abdullahid, have you come across anybody who's who's passed away in these last few days over this issue from from coronavirus? Yes, um, uh, I have. Uh, I, I've come across two people who passed away, uh-huh. and a few people who have become quite sick and. Um, the nature of this self-isolation, it, when, you know, when you care about your family, you don't want to spread it to them, is 
one or two people who end up suffering really quite severe illness on their own. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, uh, we, you know, there are some messages going around uh, reminding us of Yunus alayhi salam being on his own and uh, other of the Anbiya alayhi salam being on their own. Um, but this is, um, and of course, the self-isolation that people talk about for most people is not that severe. Hmm. But you know, Taji, when somebody gets admitted into hospital with this, they really are quarantined off. And so what happens is that their families are not allowed to go and meet them and sit with them. So many of us have had relatives in hospital, maybe very sick relatives, even been with people who passed away in hospital. And often what you find is there's a continuous stream of visitors, of family, mm. somebody there reading Quran, reminding somebody to keep uh, making shahada if possible so that their last words are, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, And these are the things that are normal for us as Muslims. But this disease, it changes it because of this isolation aspect. No. And... Um, uh, so really, that's 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 what we want to look at today. That it has changed something here. People dying alone, and obviously, one is what is the reality actually when people are in hospitals, which we started to touch on. The second issue is, as Muslims, as believers, in this new reality where we may be sick, may be dying, there are no people around, or our loved ones may be dying. What does Islam say? How does Islam help us to deal with this situation? Inshallah, I want to play a video which has been produced um, locally here, um, which really sets the scene of what any of us should expect. The information in the video is relevant to Muslims, and not, but not just Muslims. So when you hear the narration, it's talking about people dying, people with their relatives and the imagery. But a lot of it applies to us and our communities, and it's actually some Muslims uh, who helped to put this together. Inshallah, I'll post the link afterwards, but let's play that video for you now. With the outbreak of the coronavirus, there are now new challenges, including burying those infected by this highly infectious virus. In this short video explainer, we explore what you are likely to expect when someone you love passes away with the coronavirus, taking into account the government guidance entitled COVID-19 Infection Prevention and Control Guidance, updated in March 2020. While this official guidance details the infection prevention and control recommendation in handling dead bodies in a hospital environment, it is also very relevant for the family and friends burying their loved ones to also understand the careful steps being advised to hospitals to stop the spread of the coronavirus. If your loved one passes away in a hospital as a result of coronavirus, the hospital should be following a protocol drawn up with the aim of A. Ensuring the dignity for the deceased loved one B. Respecting the deceased wishes on how they would like to be buried if known C. Respecting the family wishes where possible on how they would like to take possession of their loved one's body and how they would wish the burial to take place, including the washing and shrouding and D. Preventing the spread of the coronavirus. Please check 
any updated national guidance on burying a loved one or ask to see the hospital protocol which should be on the hospital's website. The hospital protocol may include the following steps prior to death of your loved one. 1. Your loved one would likely to be placed in the isolation facilities. Therefore, there would be strict limits on the number of visitors, if at all. 2. Any visit to see your loved one would be under a very controlled environment, behind a window and or wearing personal protective equipment, for example a mask. 3. Anyone wanting to visit their loved one who tests positive with coronavirus or with symptoms of, of coronavirus such as a cough, fever or shortness of breath or anyone with any underlying medical condition would not be allowed to visit. What this means is sadly for many families and friends they may not be physically present to speak with or be with their loved one in their final days and hours and knowing that their loved one passed away without seeing them one last time can be very upsetting for many close family and friends. Following death of your loved one the hospital protocol may include 1. Keeping your loved one in the isolation facility 2. Designated individuals, which may include chaplains or funeral directors who are trained in personal protective equipment to be allowed to wash and shroud your loved ones. However, hospital protocols may allow the washing and shrouding to take place under the direction of the funeral director at designated places, which may include places of worship. Please check updated hospital protocol and official guidance. 3. Your loved one being placed in a sealed body bag, possibly with a transparent top part, to see the face. The outside of the body bag would then be cleaned. 4. Limitations on numbers of visitors being able to see their loved one in a controlled environment. 5. Your loved one being then placed in a coffin ready to be sealed. The outside of the coffin would then be cleaned. 6. The coffin being placed in the hospital mortuary ready for burial. Again, sadly, what this may mean whilst in the hospital, it is likely that visitors will be strictly limited to close family following death and on the basis that they have not tested for coronavirus or have mild symptoms or have any underlying health conditions. Please note, burial may not take place within 24 hours of death due to the demand on resources. As difficult as it is to understand, these hospital protocols are in place to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. It has been advised by health experts, again on the basis of preventing the spread of the coronavirus, your loved one may then be taken for burial directly to the cemetery rather than to a funeral parlour, a place of worship or home. What this may mean is there is the possibility that there is unlikely to be any funeral prayer or gathering with the coffin containing your loved one, whether at a funeral parlour, place of worship or home. At the burial plot, it is unlikely that you will be able to see your loved one's face or physically touch their face, as the coffin is likely to be sealed by this point. And while it may seem insensitive at what is an incredibly traumatic time, 
it should be borne in mind that anyone involved with your loved one from the time of coronavirus is tested, that is, the doctors and nurses, to the eventual burial, that is, the funeral directors, would likely be wearing personal protective equipment, including gloves, gowns, aprons and masks. As a sealed coffin is used to prevent the risk of spreading the infection, it is likely that family and friends would be able to attend the burial at the cemetery. Again, be guided by the hospital doctors and protocols. However, attendance at the cemetery for family and friends infected or exposed to the coronavirus who wish to participate in the burial service will certainly not be allowed because of the risk of spreading the coronavirus to those gathering for the funeral prayer and burial. For these members of the family and friends, any participation in the burial at the cemetery or even the washing and shrouding would only be achieved remotely through some kind of video technology. Unfortunately, this is not the same as being there in person. This, understandably, will be upsetting, but an unfortunate but necessary precaution. Anyone who is burying a loved one should speak with the hospital doctors and specialist funeral directors to know what is and is not possible and what is and is not practicable during the burial service, including the remote service available if needed for particular members of the family. This should all be contained in the hospital protocol, which is likely to change as new information on the impact of the coronavirus emerges. Anyone who has come into contact with your loved one will need to be tested for coronavirus and or be placed in self-isolation. And again, this is very likely to add to your anxiety and distress at this very difficult time. Please seek support from family and friends, as well as hospital chaplains, doctors or a grief counsellor to help you through this incredibly traumatic time. Thank you for watching. Welcome brothers and sisters. That was a video um, talking about the reality of um, how people are dying at the moment in terms of what happens, how is this disease affecting the people who are dying, their relatives, their loved ones, and the ability to interact with them. So it has created a new situation for all of us. Um, Dr. Abdelwahid, over to you, inshallah. How do we deal with this new situation? Brothers and sisters, you know, you watch that video, it's quite disturbing. That's the reality of what has to happen in order to keep people safe. Um, and this whole idea of isolating ourselves, quarantining ourselves, it means that people, while they are sick, they're alone. When they're admitted into hospital, they can be alone. And uh, when they pass away, they can be alone. And this for us as Muslims is very alien. Most people that work in hospitals know that when they have Muslim patients, they have visitor after visitor, family after family in their company, often reciting Quran, making dua, reminding them of the best azkar to say before they pass away so that their final words are Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the whole idea of this is very disturbing. But it reminded me of uh, some ayat of Qur'an 
in Surah Fusilat, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Bada a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim. Inna al-lazina qalu rabbuna allahu thumma istaqamu tatanazzalu alayhimu al-malaikatu alla takhafu wa la tahzanu wa abashiru bil jannati allati kuntum tu'adun. Nahnu awliyaukum fil hayati al-dunya wa fil akhira walakum fiha ma tashtahi anfusukum walakum fiha ma tadda'un uzulam min ghafoorir rahim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in meaning, indeed, those who say Allah is our Rabb, and then say steadfast, so they fulfill their commitment to Allah. They follow the Quran and Sunnah in everything. They try to stay committed on their deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, the angels will descend to them at the point where they're going to die. And the angels say to them, Don't fear, don't grieve. And receive glad tidings of Jannah, which you were promised. So, Allah tells us that if you are a believer and you remain steadfast, at that point of death, you are not alone. The malaika descend to you. And it goes on, and the angels will say to us, inshallah, We were your awliya, your protective friends in this world and in the akhirah. And in Jannah, whatever your soul's desire, you'll have it, which you ask for, and entertainment from Al Ghafur Rahim. Subhanallah. And in the tafsir of this ayah, of these ayat, I should say, in the tafsir of these ayat, it mentions that when the angels say, that you shouldn't fear the trial of the grave. You shouldn't fear the uh, the accounting of Allah and Al-Qiyamah because you have fulfilled your deal with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it also says that you shouldn't fear for what you're leaving behind in terms of your family and your wealth and your children. And I think that for many people, brothers and sisters, is a very real concern and fear as they think about when if Allah is going to take their life. Often it's not a fear for themselves, but fear for their loved ones. And if the malaika of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are saying to you on your deathbed, don't fear, don't grieve, you, we are your allies in this world and we'll be your allies in the next. You will be your protectors in this world on behalf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, this is something for us as believers, if you understand this, some of the fears that come, some of the discomfort that comes from this virus epidemic, this pandemic, this plague, they actually just disappear. They disappear for yourself and actually they would disappear inshallah for your loved ones because if you see them taken off to the hospital uh, away from you alone and you recognize 
that they as believers in Allah and recognize inshallah if they were steadfast on their deen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to leave them alone similarly we worry about uh, we worry about the idea as you saw in that video that what if after the death the janazah you can't attend because you yourself might end up being in self-isolation because your uh, loved one had been in the same house so you can't attend very few people might be able to attend you know that london is in, uk is in lockdown at the moment so gatherings of more than two people aren't allowed um so what does that mean we we we, we know that when janazas happen we we turn out in large numbers well the first thing is allah and his messenger legislated the funeral the janazah the burial as a fardul kifaya so it isn't just a responsibility on me as the family member or me as somebody that knew that person it becomes something that if i am not in a position to do that then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated that this becomes a responsibility on the entire community so we know that inshallah our ummah our community take this responsibility from us and we also know that the effect of the one of the things in the janazah is that we make a dua for the deceased in as part of the janazah prayer the dua can be made anywhere so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us and encourages us to make dua for the deceased who's passed away brothers and sisters what i've learned in this whole crisis so far is that all the things that naturally make human beings agitated and upset in this virus pandemic whether it's the lot fear of loss of life whether it's the fear of dying alone whether it's the fear that what's going to happen after my death what's whether it's the fear of i'm going to leave my family behind these things when you understand your islam when you understand the aqidah of islam that life and death is in allah's hands sickness and health are in allah's hands that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you are a believing, steadfast Muslim, will send angels to you at the point of your death, reassuring you about what's to come and reassuring you that what you're leaving behind, you have nothing to worry about. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the deen of Islam such that we as a collective ummah have some responsibilities. So if any one of us is not in a position to organize those funeral prayers, then others will do that on our behalf. All of these things show us that actually, as Muslims, we should be much more resilient to the fears that emerge from these kind of sicknesses. And before in previous times, Taji and I have talked, but the more I see this, illness, this disease unfolding and the more I see naturally people being agitated and agitated, we have to turn back to Allah we have to turn back to his messenger. We have to actually not just turn back to them in istighfar and tawbah and tasbih and hamd and takbirs, which we should do, but we should, in addition to that, understand what this Quran and this Sunnah teaches us to make our hearts strong and resilient as believers, inshallah. Jazakallah khair. What I heard is the volume on, the volume is on somewhere, I can hear feedback. 
Um, what I would say is, Barakallahu uh, for that. Um, brothers and sisters, thank you for joining us. Please share the video so that other people can can watch, can can benefit. I uh, would love to hear your thoughts, your questions, your comments. So, um, really, the, the 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 floor really is yours. Uh, some questions that I have um, whilst we're waiting for questions from others, uh, Dr. Wahid, So. You told me there was a, a case of a sister, one of your your friends, uh, one of your friend's daughter, who yeah. is she's stuck on her own. Yes, she, she she her family are away, and she became ill while they're away, and effectively it means nobody can go to her. She can't go to anyone. Alhamdulillah, she wasn't so sick that she needed admitting to hospital but not so well that she can really do very much for herself. So, so she, she's stuck in a house on her own? She's stuck in an apartment, I believe, on her own. And, and literally, literally, and there's family that come and bring food and stuff like that. But obviously, they themselves will not be allowed in to, 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 uh, to uh, look after her because otherwise they take this virus away and spread it around. And this contradicts the whole philosophy of what Islam teaches us about not spreading it. And and the way that and, and indeed the way the health system is set up at the moment, it does the same thing. And um, so uh, it, it just makes you think, how does somebody cope with that themselves? I, I've known brothers who are very sick. I've got one very dear brother to me who's been very, very sick all weekend with this. I mean, worryingly so. But uh, he won't let his family come to see him because he doesn't want them to, I mean, when I say his family come to see him, he's in the same house as them, but but he's insisting that people keep their distance. So this is the time when really, you know, as human beings, we crave social interaction with each other, mm. but, but actually the believer is never alone when the believer is, realizes Allah is with him. If I said to you, Taji, that in any situation, Allah forbid, if you were ill, and you had 30 people around you, right? And then on another day, I said, you have 30 people around you and Allah is with you, right? If I took away the 30 people and I just said, Allah is with you. You say, Alhamdulillah. It doesn't make, Alhamdulillah, it doesn't make you feel any, any weak. So you have to remind yourself of that. That, you know, it, actually we, we crave the human contact, but actually... The human contact is, is not permanent. It's never permanent. In fact, the only relationship that is permanent and unchanging is our relationship with Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because you, as a son to your parents, grow up weak and small with them protecting you. And as you get bigger, you are the one, inshallah, that is strong while they are getting weaker. And no. you are protecting them. You're changing your relationship with them all the way through your life. Sometimes cared for, sometimes being the carer. That's the way in human relationships. But our relationship with Allah, our Rabbul Alameen, is, is one, isn't it? Consistent in life. And after death. And after death. He remains our Rabb. He remains our Lord after we die. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. You know this point that you made that with COVID-19 being infectious and the body being infectious, then either those who are sick or those who die may end up being sick alone or dying alone. Um, 
and this is something we're not used to we're not used to uh, you know, my, my one of one of the brothers, his father passed away in, in East London, the Whitechapel Hospital, and I arrived there um, after work. We heard he was very critical, and when I arrived there, they had put him in a side room. His wife was there, his daughter was there, his son was there, his friends were there. We, his son's friends, were there. All of us were crammed into this room around the bed. And they're holding his hand and they're stroking him and they're making dua. And then the chaplain, the Muslim chaplain of the hospital came and he made a beautiful dua, beautiful dua, beautiful dua. People were crying, people were making dua. And shortly after that, uncle passed away. So that's the image you have sometimes that, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, there's so many people who are around this man telling him to make the shahada, making dua for him. And you know, Allah is, is, is seeing all of this and with with the coronavirus you know you're explaining to us that we have a situation and that video that people may be not be with anybody when 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 they end up in in, in hospital and that can really be very distressing um not just for the person but for for those of us who are at home or those of us their loved ones um, except as we say if you remember Indeed, those who say Allah is our Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and who remain steadfast, Allah will make the angels descend upon them and say, don't fear, don't grieve. We are your friends in this dunya as we were in the akhirah. We're bringing you the good news, the glad tidings. Come and drink of the, the reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for you. This is a very, very powerful reminder for us. And it should give our hearts sukoon if you know that somebody is on their own in the hospital or somebody is uh, passed away on their own or if that ever happens to you, inshallah, as well. Inshallah. Wallahi, these ayahs, these are ayahs from Surah Fussilat, verse 30, verse 31. Uh, really, you know, in these times, these are the kind of ayats that me, 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 and, and, and I would advise us ponder over these ayats, recite these ayats, read these ayats, memorize these ayat, so that should you end up in a situation where your loved ones, you think they're alone, when you think of these ayats of Quran, you say, no, 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 they're not alone. Yeah. My father, my husband, my son, he's not alone in the hospital. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the angels of Allah are with him. And inshallah, if he's done good deeds in this dunya at this time for the believer, the angels are saying, don't fear, don't be afraid. You have a good place in Al Jannah. And you know, the believer, you know, for, for, for the, for the non-Muslims, honestly, if, if you don't believe in the Akhirah, if you don't believe there's a better place after this world and we, everything ends at death, I, when I think of that, I can understand why people can go crazy. The one you love, your wife, your husband dies, and you think that's it. But we hope and we pray that Allah will unite us with them in Al-Jannah. In a great company, with the Shuhada, with the Salihin, with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. When you start to think like that, when I, when we start to think like that, it's a very difficult situation, but these ayats, take that difficulty and turn it upside down and say no you should look at it a different way uh, and we make dua that these ayahs will apply to us and our loved ones 
that inshallah, no fear should it come to that, that we pass away. We pass away to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah to a better place. And may Allah ta'ala, you know, make that a good ending. Husn al-Khatima for, for all of us inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, let me see any comments with uh, from people. Um, Stephen Rust said, Ya Allah, make us amongst those who are not separated from our family when they leave this dunya. Amin. Amin. We say amin to that. Uh, inshallah. Um, just trying to see if there's any other questions, comments. Uh, a lot of people giving salams and stuff. So, Dr. Abdullahid, um, maybe some final thoughts from you in terms of what you're seeing day to day and this issue of separation and any, any, any other points uh, before we wrap it up, inshallah. Uh, brother, you know what? I think that we will talk, as I said, we said on the first day that we'll talk politics, we'll talk economics, we'll talk uh, about the approach of how to manage this crisis. You know, we can even talk about People may have questions on the actual virus itself, but fundamentally, what I've seen in the last week has been, a week or two, has been an escalation of fear, anxiety, concern. And, and this is the thing that really seems to be driving people. And remember, we are only really at the beginning of this hmm. in the UK, certainly. Um, I mean, this has not really reached the trajectories of uh, Italy and China and these kind of places yet. So when you think that this is the kind of level of fear and anxiety, it is so important for us as Muslims to understand our deen. And one of the few, perhaps one of, perhaps the only, the only uh, silver lining on this cloud of this coronavirus is that it does make people think more about Allah and remember more about Allah and actually that becomes a motivator to change your life for the better, both individually and collectively as a globe, because most of us will think about life and the, 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 the short duration of our life and the limited nature of our life and want to change it and improve it. Mm -hmm. But actually, when you take a step back and you look at this disaster around the world, and it's a disaster of a vacuum of leadership, it's a disaster of a vacuum of a system, and actually, this is, we should think to ourselves, particularly anyone who's watching in the Muslim world, that Islam has a way of approaching these things which is unique. And if the Muslim world had some sincere leadership, then actually you would see some confidence from the people in what their leaders are saying. And you wouldn't see people doing their own thing in a very chaotic way. It, all it would take would be for instructions to come from the leaders for the Muslims to fall into line. Like when they hear the Iqama, and they, the chaotic lines become straight. It's, mm. it's really that kind of leadership that we crave in the Muslim world, and it should be a motivator for us to work for that as well, inshallah. Inshallah, Dada. Brother Imran Khan says, salams from Bolton. What advice can you give if you're leaving friends that have mental health issues, which may get worse being left alone? Yeah, what advice can you give your friends leaving alone with mental? Well, mental, definitely uh, if somebody has mental health issues, that is going to make being alone significantly harder. Um, and I would separate two things here. I would, I would say there's, there's a mental health issues which can be like mental illness, which is really beyond the control of the person, which is, which is a real illness which is beyond the control of the person. And there's mental health issues which are caused by 
the anxieties of these, this dunya. Certainly in the latter one, where the, the, the mental health issues are caused by the anxieties of this dunya, the message of Quran, the, uh, the remembrance of Allah, the example of the Messenger ﷺ are the only things that are going to give you comfort to your heart because uh, that's the nature of the anxieties of the dunya. You can only overcome them when you start changing your life in accordance with Islam and when our environment changes, inshallah, so that the society is founded on the, the principles of Islam. No. Uh, it, 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 but practically speaking, phone them. Stay in touch on the phone. Stay in touch regularly by other means. We have all these amazing technological means of communication these days, which can link you up. Uh, you know, doctors are consulting on video consultations or telephone consultations, sending SMS messages out to people all the time. So, you know, these are things that we can do if you know people who are in self-isolation at the moment. Yeah. Really a time to, to help each other, benefit from the reminder, the Qur'an closeness to Allah and help those amongst us, around us, uh, who may not have that closeness, you know, uh, with strategies, with ideas, with thoughts. Um, Nadia Al-Makhu says we need an Islamic system. May Allah give, give, he, give us his mercy back. Ameen. Uh, Dr. Abdul Wahid, um, the mercy this of Allah is, never goes. <laughs> now, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never goes. Never never despair of, of Allah's mercy subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, brothers and sisters, the video that we played at the beginning of this, I will put that on the page um, after this, inshallah. It's worth a watch and worth you know, thinking about and discussing. But also the point that Dr. Abdul Wahid has been making that the believers never learn Surah Fusilat. Surah Fusilat in the Quran, verse 30, 31. 32. Go and look at those verses. Go and let me put it on the screen again. These verses to really memorize them. 30, 31, 32. Yeah. yeah. Really think about these verses. Allah subhanahu wa Don't be afraid. Don't despair. At the point of death, you know, shaitan will come and try to, to, to put fear in our hearts. But Allah says, no, there are the believers. Allah's angels are, will be the ones who will be there, inshallah ta'ala. Say, don't fear. Yeah, we'll give you good news. While the person is in this dunya, you know, you know what, is, what is amazing about this is that whilst the person is in this dunya, just before they pass away, they get good news of Al-Jannah. SubhanAllah. Good news that your place, your place is known and is in Al-Jannah. And you may be able to sit down there in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We think about chilling with our friends. We're missing chilling with our friends right now. Yeah, you know, uh, going out with our friends, inviting them for dinner, just enjoying, you know, you sit down with some brothers, you know, some sisters sit down with some sisters, they know some family friends, and you enjoy some people's company. You like the way they talk. You like the way they inspire you. You like their company, their words, their wisdom, their wit, how funny they are. And we're missing maybe that human contact. And imagine the believer is looking for the company of the best man, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Sit down with him with his beautiful face, his beautiful, our prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. A reward for those who follow Allah in this dunya. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove the fear in our hearts, to help us realize death is, is definite, it's certain. It may come to any of us through this reality of coronavirus or, or either at any time it will come at some point in our lives but that we are prepared we are worshiping him when that time comes subhanahu wa ta'ala the dua that we play 
towards the end. Let's play that uh, now. Allahumma ya Rabbi qad arhabana hadha alwaba Nadu'uka biddu'a Ya munazzil adda Anzil iddawa Warfa' anna albala Wa anzil alayna al-shifa يا رافع السماء برحمتك نستغيث يا مغيث أنت الذي تحيي وتميت ارحمنا بالشفاء وكلما قال هذا الدعاء يا Barakalawfiq, uh, brother Dr. Abdul for joining us again. Um, inshallah ta'ala, 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. Tomorrow, put in your diary, inshallah. Love you to join us, a daily program, Coronavirus Diaries with various guests. On Thursday, inshallah, we will have a guest from Denmark. Uh, to tell us about what's actually happening there, how it's affecting Muslims, how the Ummah is coping. We're hoping to have guests from all over the world talking about different issues, how to hold on to the Quran, organize our time, uh, how the world needs to change in this time. After this crisis, there needs to be a change in the world. We can't carry on living the way we are. How the Muslim world needs to change. So many issues, but from an Islamic perspective. Doctor, thanks for joining us. Brothers and sisters, share the video, show some love. Allah keep us strong, guide us, protect us, grant us the best in this dunya and in the akhirah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.